0: I just looked and uh last time we did a Tales from the Farm was in the middle of May. Oh. Okay. So this so, is a summer now recap it's, um almost the middle of September. Yeah. So this is a summer
1: recap Tales from the Farm. Yeah.
0: I don't wow. have, like I
1: don't even know where to start. I know. Um I guess we could start with the overall feeling of how the summer went, I guess, and then go backwards. So, yeah. I guess the summer of the dumpster fire, which is 2020, has yeah, really. been pretty epic and really hard to find the light and things that motivate you to continue pressing on. It's yeah. been really difficult. Depressing
0: and stressful and, like have like a few days at a time where you feel okay and then something happens whether it's doesn't on the farm or not on the farm and or something doesn't happen you just like hear something or there's a feeling or somebody is a jerk out in the world or something happens and it's out of your control and it just sucks and brings you down
1: yeah there's been lots of Free-floating anxiety. Yeah. This year, with a lot of things.
0: Existential dread. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I really... actually googled the other day, like feeling of impending doom, oh, God. and I don't recommend googling that no. because apparently that's something that can happen, like before you have a heart attack or something. So that's great. If you Google feeling of impending doom, Jeez. then you can have a feeling of impending doom again because you're like, oh, great, maybe I'm about to have a heart attack. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, this, I mean, what a dumpster fire. Yeah. And, like, a hot trash dumpster fire. Yeah. Like that. Full of cat feces. Yeah. Um,
1: so, but there were some good things, like we, some things happened financially that opened us up to do other things, which was very surprising Mm -hmm. and was a blessing and was really... Awesome. Um, we put up a farm store. It's small. It's only like I don't um, know. Are you
0: talking about the C.E.I. thing? Yeah. Yeah. So back, I think it was around May, and I can't. I don't think we talked about this in that no. episode, but like. And I didn't
1: our, know if we wanted to I talk about I'm that. I'm fine with not. that. Okay, like, that's why I said it um, like
0: that. I mean, we, our financial situation to to move the farm that we've been working on for the past two years. Um, is finally now in our long-term lending mortgage. It took a year to get the loan organized, the, the bridge loan, and get the long-term financing lined up so that the bridge loan would be approved. And then it took almost another year to get through the build and get out of the bridge loan. And the bridge loan I wanted to be in it for as short a period of time as possible, like, four months, and it ended up being... Fourteen. No, like... No, a long time. I longer mean, it, than we, we wanted. I we got out of it in, I mean, almost a year. It yeah. ended up being ten months. And the bridge loan sucked because we weren't paying... We were paying interest on it. It was an interest-only loan to get us over there. And, like, that's never good. For a short period of time to do what you need to do, it's okay. But then, you know, just
1: throwing money, you're just throwing, you're
0: just burning money. So the the good thing about it was that in May, at some point in May, when um COVID hit, our our bridge loan lender had a. It's a private uh, Company called Coastal Enterprises Incorporated that has like farm Support uh, they, they do you know loans that Traditional banks would consider risky Quote unquote risky yeah. um, Because nobody wants to look at Dairy equipment and goats as collateral um, And uh, Yeah so but they have They're, they're like a privately funded uh, Financial outfit and so they had a, a donor, I don't know what to call a supporter step up at the beginning of, well, I guess it wasn't quite at the beginning of COVID, but towards the beginning of COVID, where that, that person was like, I'm going to pay all of your small farm loans for the next three months. So May, June, and July, we didn't have to throw thousands of dollars out the window paying an interest-only loan that we couldn't get out of yet.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't like deferred payments. These were payments being made by an anonymous donor. Like that money, as our payments were still scheduled to happen.
0: Basically, somebody else somebody stepped else, up and paid for it. Right. In the so place. that freed up money to put up a farm store. Yes. Um, so it's like
1: a I don't know, three hundred square feet, tiny little shed.
0: Okay. Not even. Not like even. Like hundred. Hundred. Yeah. Six
1: by twelve. Eight by twelve. Eight by twelve. Really awesome self-service farm store. We have a bunch of coolers in there, uh, like refrigerators, and we have a freezer in there with goat meat and pork. And, um, like, what are we going to do? We had to do something to move this product. I didn't want to totally stop. At that point, I was still milking twice a day. Like,
0: uh... Like, that's the... I think that's the biggest thing this summer is, like, we prepared to come over here and have more space and a bigger dairy and bigger equipment and, like, ramp everything up because, you know, historically, we can't make enough product. Yeah. And then virus. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, then we're like, what do we do with all this product? And for a while, you were milking twice a day and feeding it to goat kids because... Like, couldn't afford to buy a milk replacer. Yeah, like, there's no, when you're not selling the product that pays for the milk replacer, like, why would you buy the milk replacer? So...
1: When the product isn't selling. Right. Like, there was, we had our freezers full, a frozen chef, we had our refrigerators full, a fresh chef and, and mm-hmm. feta, and I'm making cheddar to fill the, the oh, refrigerator get labels. I don't yeah put that on my list yeah uh, and you know I was doing everything I could to keep the bulk tank empty and being emptied and I was like you know I pushed I pushed for about a month trying to drum up more of my old wholesale clients like what are you doing are you doing curbside are you doing? Takeout, like, are you putting a patio up? Like, what's going on? And, like, I lost 70% of my wholesale clients this year due to COVID. Either they closed their doors permanently, or they weren't offering any service, and we're gonna try to see how it was gonna end up. Um, And then,
0: on the other side of the thing, too, is like. You know, we're like, okay, well, what do we do? Do we dry off half the herd? Do we sell these animals? What do we do? And... Oh, do
1: we put them in the ground? I mean, things... We were in a bad spot for a little you know. while. You know, we were like, what... Because my... Once again, I had 94 go kids this season, and... I had a lot of them spoken for for two restaurants. And, like, the week up before COVID hit, like, people were already lined up. Everybody was ready to go. And then mm-hmm. the virus hit, and every all my wholesale clients were, like, put the brakes on. And I'm like, well, I have all these go kids now. What am I going to do? If you're not going to buy them for me, well, what am I going to do? right now, we just dropped a
0: two off. Yeah,
1: so... Uh, um, things were reinvented uh, lots of really awesome chefs and tours thinking on their feet, trying to make things work and the person who was um, buying most of the goats last season was ready to buy this season, not as many not as frequent but was willing to try to make it work and as the season progressed through the summer, things picked up for him and I'm selling him lots more goats. And I think he thought he was going to be able to buy. So it's really great. Um, it looks like the majority of the goats are going to be able to go to that restaurant. And, um, yeah, so, but like there was a seriously, like, what are we really going to do here? Even with the help from the
0: other, the other thing, like, um, that I was start, gonna start to say, it was like, there, you know, we're trying to like, what do we do with all this? We have this like glut of product, and you, if you are on like social media and follow any farming people, like, or if you even like watch the news, like the the disruption to our food systems during COVID in this country makes you realize how fragile everything is, Right. because the lack of, you know, all the kids went home from college, all the schools shut down, and all of that. Food, like dairy in particular, because that's what we pay attention to, there's no place for it to go. And it's not like you can, it can just shift from going in, like milk to colleges goes in the big, we used to call it the metal cow. Yeah. Like the, the milk dispenser in the cafeterias. It goes in big bulk bags. It doesn't go in gallons. Right. Like, and nobody's going to go to um, the, the store and buy a bulk bag of milk like that. Like there's, it's just not possible, and there's no way that that packaging facility can Change. easily, yeah. easily pivot to. Oh, okay, we can put it in gallons now, and then you run into the thing of like even getting the you can't even get the gallons because right. they're they're all used up. Like so, then from for me, like I like, and we talked about this. So I was like, well. People got to eat. Right. Like, what are, you know, are we going to be in a place where we dry off a bunch of goats and then we're like, well, now people need milk and they need meat and they need this stuff because people got to eat, you know? Like, as farmers and producers, like, there's, a in a, in a crisis situation like that, I at least feel... Maybe some people don't, but I at least feel a little bit of responsibility to like help make food, you know? Yeah, and I think that's
1: really what kept us going is that mentality. And it's been working. We're like, we've let. You know, I open mean, a store it's, it's, and people are coming and yeah. buying food. The and
0: store's and... been really cool. I think people appreciate the like contactless self-service. You know, there's fridges out there. You can pre-order online, and uh, I can get it all together for get you. Get it together. You can pick up what you want. You can go in there and pick up other things. Like it's, it's been pretty good. Like it's like it's been basically the equivalent of doing a farmers market every week. Yes. And we don't want to do a farmers market. No. Oh. Um, So that's been good. The other, I guess the other good thing, and we might have talked about this a little bit before, is like Devin's sister got furloughed from her job.
1: Yeah, this has been the silver lining with all of this, is that my sister got furloughed from her job for the majority of the summer.
0: And so she was available to help. Yeah,
1: and my sister has made 90% of the cheese this season. I don't think she was ready for that or was planning for that but she had she's a busy bee and she needed to keep busy and in the long term that is the goal i would not have done this expansion with flying go Farm moving to new gloucester and starting Mary Brook farm that owns all the land together with my sister and her husband if it wasn't for them signing on like they're like we would love to be a part of this, and we want to buy some land so we can build a home, and if all, and we would love to be part of this farm. Like, cause I was ready to call it quits. I think we talked about this before, but like Morgan and Riley have been a huge, huge deal this summer season. Um, I'm still building infrastructure. Like, we're still yeah. not and really done And that's
0: another thing, too, is stuff. because, like, sales on the farm are, like, down. like Way down. Way down. I mean...
1: I went to once a day milking. Yeah. If and, that tells you anything, that's of, a big deal.
0: At the end of June, this, the question was, okay, do you want to milk 20 goats twice a day, or do you want to milk 40 goats once a day? And so Devin's been milking, well, it's a little less than 40 goats yeah. now, like 37 or something. Yes. 36, 37 goats once a day. Right.
1: Um, Production hasn't really gone down that much until relatively recently because they're starting to cycle for yeah. heat. So, but, and it's been hot, too. So and It's been a dry, been really dry. So
0: hot and dry summer.
1: Maybe down from making four batches a week to three. You know, that's not that bad to go to once a day milking. But
0: when we plan to make twice that many yeah, this year, like... Yeah, that's
1: the thing. Just, I could be... I could be doing a lot more. I have,
0: and then also like those batches a week. Oh, you know, like only recently this in August, I think. Only in the last
1: two weeks. Like
0: those those sales, those batches a week were going out the door consistently. Yeah, I was pulling
1: from the freezer up to two
0: weeks ago. Yeah. um, so, and now that's, that's usually, like, late May, early June. Right. And I think in the last episode of Tales from the Farm, we said, you know, your chefs were texting you, like, literally days before everything right. shut down. Like, when's cheese? When's cheese? Like right. then, bam, here's a nuclear bomb on everything. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this year was going to be stressful anyway, but, like like moving and building stuff and all of this stuff but like
1: we had to reformulate our business yeah you know like i barely
0: keeping it
1: yeah like i built the business around going wholesale and selling directly to restaurants for the last five years i just took away farmers markets and i thought it was too much work too much effort let's put it into big containers and sell it to restaurants and give a discount and
0: like it's you know it's part of that i don't know like i i like being part of that and you are so much more part of it than i am but oh, like the, chef I, food community? The, the food the the food community in southern maine, well maine and new hampshire like there are some amazing chefs in maine and new hampshire yeah like portland maine and portsmouth too like there's some good food and it's really cool to like have people like our right. product yeah. and be excited about it and to like the level that we are because like it, it comes down to like food yeah um yeah so what else this summer? Um, yeah,
1: like I said, there was ninety four Go Kids. Um, yep. we were struggling in the beginning we were, of the season oh, to yeah, build we the infrastructure. Talking
0: about the infrastructure, yeah, like you know, there's um, that has been everything takes longer. Everything yeah. has taken longer and been a hundred and fifty percent more frustrating this year because of COVID. Right. Um. The uh we want to like build. You know, we built one goats, kid... uh, And I think, like, yearlings and does could go in that building, too. We built built some, uh, like, a run-in shelter out in the field um, and got that up in late July. And then we have other, like, movable shelters that we use for pigs and goats out in the field. But, like, we wanted to get these bigger, like, nicer, more permanent structures up out in the field. But now, like, the lumber industry has taken a hit, too. Like, just... There, up here, at least, like there's no uh, lumber availability, it's and everything very hard. and everything that there is is more expensive. Yeah. So that's <laughs> you know that's kind of put a damper on that. Plus, just like the cash flow from the farm is decreased, um, so it makes it harder yeah. to you know do these things that need to be done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, fortunately, like I've been. Busy as all get out. Yeah, you're... you are um, very my, busy. My job... I can't remember if and how much we talked about this, but, like, my... My job, like, my on-the-road stuff has been steady um I have tried to I tried to limit it to emergencies and like vital like public health things earlier this summer but I've started taking more new clients and uh like more routine stuff at this point um and uh when I go on farm calls wearing my mask and we're outside and all that so that's good um my job my practice job so like when I go to the hospital I'm working in the emergency room and that has been insane mayhem all summer like completely crazy Uh, learning a lot and I think I'm becoming a better doctor for it I was saying to Devin before we got in the car like I had a heart surgery last night um And the other, like there were two of us on last night and the other doctor that was there, we both scrubbed into it because like, I don't think that, I don't think that one person physically could have done that surgery and gotten the dog off the table. Like maybe a boarded surgeon with all kinds of fancy toys could have, but it was, it was a challenging surgery. And I said, as I was opening the dog up to the techs, I was like, you know, this is out of my comfort zone a little bit, but you do what you do because it makes you better. Mm -hmm makes you a better doctor makes you better at what you do and so you push yourself and it went good and I just got a text message from the other doctor that the dog rocked it last night with, oh, that's with, was wagging her tail this that's morning fantastic. so that makes me feel good it yeah. makes me feel better for the next time um but I mean it's definitely stressful <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so, and, like, working nights is a little bit challenging. Yeah, I, th- I think we've gotten okay about it. It's
1: taking quite some getting used to. I um, think it's going to
0: be better when the the new living room is yeah. set up. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe a new mattress, too, so you'd yeah. be more likely to sleep in the bed.
0: I don't think I'm going to sleep. So when I go to overnights, I come home in the morning and I like to sleep on the couch. And right now, where the couch living room is set up is, like, next to the kitchen, and you have to walk through there to get to the bathroom, and it's, like, you know, kind all of All the a, dogs are all piled on her, and well, so, like, I like if somebody to sleep walks on the by, couch. the dogs are like, Oh, who are you? Yeah. And then, like, she gets and
1: up, And then people
0: like, feel bad that they wake me up. And right. sometimes, like, this morning, I was so passed out that nothing matter. would
1: have worked Well, you were in bed, up. though. You were in the Yeah, because
0: I got home... At the Last night, I was only scheduled to be on until 1 in the morning, and I ended up there until, like... and was in bed by 3ish. So yeah
1: Kara works 2 to 3 nights a week, huge shifts like 14, 15 hour shifts and she, it's very very difficult to understand that the day before she goes in or the day she goes in she needs to sleep as much as she can and then when she gets the day she comes back she needs to sleep that whole day. Usually they're back to back And then she goes right back in. So like, I don't want her up walking around. I don't want to see her awake. Like I don't think it's really healthy to I mean, work so hard.
0: I'm not
1: and I'm not, not <laughs> sleep. So like I I'm mean, not
0: 20 anymore. So right. I'm not as good at it as I used to be. Well, I used to do like, that all
1: the time.
0: But like I still have there still have been days when I worked an overnight and got home and was like, well, I need to go out on this farm call. Now. Yeah,
1: that's happened. And a that few times. and that
0: happens. Yeah. Um, or I got home and I mean, thank God, this mm-hmm. past month my my big biotech herd has had some interesting cases. I've been working on that me had like i was over there th- i'm usually over there monthly i was over there three times oh, last month.
1: down the road from them now, i know thank so. god
0: we're just like 20 minutes down the road from them now because if i had to drive an hour and a half to Oof. get over there three times last month that would have been terrible right um but interesting cases and uh one is is on like definitely on the mend and one is kind of on the mend I might I've got some pictures I might post those online or something on my uh, Instagram um, but it's been it's been hard it's to, been really hard to I mean, not it's... get I, I mean I would say my anxiety level and like level of stress and depression and anger this year has been greater than any other time in my life.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the four years you spent away at that school while I run the farm, it's not even comparable to this last year. Like, it it was hard. Mm. It was hard, those years when I was farming by myself out there in the woods and acting. But I still had people coming and visiting me. I had friends in the community. I had—I could go out to my buddy's house. Like, I found the joy of playing pinball and hanging out with these people. Um, this has been a lot different. Um, this has been really, really difficult. I would say that it's been more stressful and more all those feelings that carried just said Uh, A part of, like, Uh.
0: um, and now I'm starting to think about, (laughs) I think anybody who's followed online or listened to the podcast for a while knows that the last couple years I've been really bad about making a breeding plan uh, until, like, the last minute, and now it's September, and I'm like, oh, crap, i got to make a breeding plan, Mm -hmm. and I'm usually, like, excited to do it and, you know, go through the, oh, Oh. we need to call the liquid nitrogen um, yeah, we gotta get pick up greens. Um, usually, I'm excited to do it and plan and be like, "This is this is who we're gonna breed to who. This is who we're gonna AI." Blah blah blah. But like now, it's like, "Well, how do how many goats do we breed? What do we do? You know, how we have Is it gonna so, be just like this again next it, spring, yeah.
1: where I'm gonna have a hundred goat kids and I don't know what to do with them?
0: And kids are going back to school right now and. I you know I hope it goes okay I, I hope we're not really in an, in wrong. another shutdown in two yeah. to three weeks we drove through town on deliveries and we saw the the kids at school out like reading outside on their blankets and stuff it's just like oh God. <sighs> winter is coming yeah and we're all gonna be shut up inside it's it's stressful um, yeah. The unknown, that feeling of not being able to plan and not having some kind of semblance of, like, you know, stability, right. I guess, is, is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, I, like, I mean, I've said on the last several podcast episodes, like, I've been really bad about, like, social media and stuff like that and it's because i haven't been very happy to then like i should i should share that online i guess because that's the reality of the situation is like i'm stressed out um you know i like but then like nobody wants to hear that all the time well
1: it's no reason to suffer there's a lot of people that feel the same way as we do yeah and i think expressing it like this through these platforms helps everybody and yeah. I, mean, I. we have to turn this off in a second we're about to make another delivery but I mean that's a serious issue is depression and mm-hmm. feeling closed off and being alone and being sheltered away from friends and family and stuff it's hard it's really hard I had a serious meltdown this summer a really bad meltdown it was not good and Things needed to change, and you made valuable efforts to do that, and things have been better since then, and everybody's on edge. It's okay to be upset. It's not okay not to talk to people. It's
0: also, I I mean, maybe I find this more, too, because, like, I have to interact with people. I don't interact with anyone. And, like, we've been been curbside only at the hospital since... uh, Since April. Yep. Just Just pausing for a second. We've been curbside only at the hospital since um, April. So lots of talking on the phone to clients, um, which is very difficult. And very difficult in stressful situations. Um, Just logistically. um, And people... You know, not being able to be in the hospital with our pet for euthanasias and things like that—that's been super stressful. Yeah, and like God. people. There are some people that are very nice, like still, but the like I would say, increasingly over the summer, uh, the people people, are, really people are being really mean yeah. too. Like people are not being kind, and it makes our job hard. Like we're we're trying. <laughs> We're trying to do the best we can do, and I think everybody is, but being—and and, and then it's, it's, it makes you angry. Like, it makes you angry that this thing, this stupid thing, out of everyone's control, has screwed up all of our lives. And it, I It makes me super angry And if I wasn't trying to like Be family friendly language On this podcast I would have <laughs> some other words For it right. but like It makes me super angry And that's that's been my big problem this summer um, and, I, and I'm sure lots of people Feel that way but maybe don't know how to Express it very well um, And like you know express it outward. So the, we had to call the cops last night. I totally forgot about that. With it, somebody was flying off the rails out in the parking lot and the and the staff called the police.
1: Oh.
0: Like <laughs> Ouch. There's no nothing good comes of being mean.
1: No, it really doesn't. Like,
0: it doesn't. And like, I think people just need to We need to be kind. Yeah. And I need to remember that myself sometimes. Like, need to be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one of my uh, one of the faculty at Tufts was somebody that Devin's getting lost driving around Pine Lake. What are you doing? Just just go out the way you came in. I couldn't leave the way I normally
1: do.
0: Was gated. Um, I think that's only open for the LL Bean thing sometimes. Oh. And we drive through there and people are doing archery. Um, One of the uh, faculty at Tufts um, is like one of the best people I know and um, has been posting some stuff online and, and just been like, be kind, be kind, be nice, be kind, be supportive. And I endeavor to be as good a person as he is. Know and like positive, and you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if we all could be a little bit more like that, probably be a good thing.
1: Yeah, Um,
0: I agree. Are there any other like specific? Oh, I'm gonna tell a specific farm story uh that happened over the last couple months and something that really really upset me and this was like an uncontrollable goat thing and i think has happened since yeah i'm pretty sure happened since that last uh tales from the farm episode is one of our really nice does who's like kind of a favorite of mine i bought her last summer with another couple younger does and she's five i think this year poppy And she's a fancy pants doe. Um, The woman we bought her from told me she, quote, paid a small fortune for for her. Because she's from one of the top herds in the country. Um, She's a beautiful doe. Uh, And she's kind of a princess and a prima donna and likes to get into it with the other does. And plus she's, like, new to the, you know, she's been with us for a year now. But she's newer to the community. So that whole pecking order thing and uh went out there one morning and she is like non-weight-bearing on her left front limb and goats like this seems to not be like an uncommon thing like I've seen this kind of injury in goats many times um they I think they damage and I've always mean to look up my anatomy to know specifically what nerve it is that they damage um either she got she she was fine the night before and the next morning she is non-weight bearing with her shoulder dropped and i think there's a nerve that runs across the top of the scapula and if they're if they injure that they lose their ability to extend that limb well
1: and i think it progresses down the spine too to that whole side sometimes it depends on how Severe well, the injury. Was. And
0: I've euthanized animals for this yeah. because sometimes some of our own animals yeah, have hap-
1: this has happened.
0: Sometimes they don't. It, and part of this, I think, really depends on the animal and its mentality and how resilient the animal is right. and how They're willing, lazy, how
1: and how willing the animal
0: is to fight, what that animal's tolerance for pain is. Um, so I saw this animal and I was like, oh, we're going to have to euthanize this animal. And I was really upset about it. She's in milk. She didn't give us a doe kit this year. No triple um, box. That are doofuses. Um, she, um, you know, and so Devin has worked with her for the past month, two months, at least two at months. Least two months and yeah, milking her. She's on the got ground. muscle atrophy on that side now, but she's using that limb.
1: Yeah, she looks really she's, good. She's
0: recovered, like recovered basic function of that. You know, it's like,
1: uh, you know, it's a lot of work. I, she went on steroids.
0: Yeah, put her on meds. So you then know, I can't di-
1: use her milk, which means she has to be milked last, so not to contaminate any of the other milk. I milk her on the ground, so I have to dump all the pails before I milk her. So she walks in. And well, milk her she's on been the ground. off
0: meds for a while now.
1: Well, I, I don't know. You haven't told me. So, I mean, I spend a lot of time.
0: Well, you're also still feeding Pepper.
1: Yeah. So I have one goat that's still on milk for another week, um, probably. So I don't mind doing all this because Pepper still needs milk.
0: And because you fixed Poppy.
1: Yeah, and I, like, would do massaging and pulling her limb and making her do a range of motion while she was getting milked and liniment twice a week and just like massaging and picking up hot points, you know, with different spots, different days where it was hot and just working, working on it. And I was surprised how she gradually started getting better.
0: She's tougher than I, you, yeah. we expected her I, to be. I expected, I expected her, her to be a princess yeah. and be like, I'm not trying. Uh, yeah,
1: so, like, every day the goats go out after milking on the fields and graze on the fields. And, and there she goes hobbling out there, like, hobbling back. You know, she didn't just stay in the barn and yell. She, right. like, wanted to be a goat still. And that's really good because there's been goats that this injury happens and then there's nothing left you could do they just watch them go downhill and it's if she didn't have the drive then she wouldn't be where she is I don't know if it was solely me fixing her and working with her you know like Kara said it's, it's all go dependent they're not all the same and you know hopefully we can get an breeding, you know, hopefully she breathes okay. Hopefully she can Should take a buck fine. on her.
0: Yeah. I think she'll be fine.
1: And she's still a little skinny ish. She lost some body mass mm-hmm. because of this injury. Not because I wasn't feeding her, but probably because she Muscle wasn't mass. being like forceful at the hay mangers. it's not like I don't have plenty of hay mangers, it's just Poppy wants to be queen, she's gonna head butt, she wants her six foot radius.
0: <laughs>
1: so I'm pretty sure that's how she got injured it was
0: Trying to be the queen. Uh, that's a little bit more of a positive yeah. note that she's she's doing well. Yeah. And we're just pulling back in at the farm. Um, we need to eat some lunch. Have lunch. And oh, I wanted to say, Devin. Um, if you follow some, I think some people follow us on uh, Facebook, the farm on Facebook, Flying Goat Farm, and uh, Devin's been posting some videos. On... Yeah, I've been posting some live videos on our Facebook. This is like a
1: precursor to um, I'm gonna do more YouTube videos. I'm getting a bunch of gear hopefully tomorrow, and I'm gonna like express my creativity muscles and make some videos, some just like day to day work on the farm and like when issues come up video it and share it and like i wouldn't have been able to do something like that if it wasn't for covid because i have more time like i have more time so um
0: so that'll be coming yeah that'll be coming it
1: should be fun the 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 videos i did post uh, have good feedback
0: people like it
1: people like it so So yeah look forward to that
0: we'll share that'll be coming down the line yep but uh that'll do it for now we're gonna go eat lunch and we'll talk to you guys next time
1: yeah thanks for listening bye